All right. Okay, so uh, here's the first picture. I was raised in a Christian home. I accepted Christ in my heart in an early age and my family. We have attended TBC since I was born. Growing up, uh, I was a difficult child to raise. I had a uh, spirit that thought that I knew best. Without, you guys couldn't tell, my parents could not tell me any different. Nobody could. I also have the spiritual gift of mercy or helping other people. These two things got me into trouble in my teenage years. Um, Growing up, I was a good Christian girl. I didn't party in high school and tried to follow the rules. Um, But through high school, my journey started to change, um, partly due to a boyfriend who wasn't a great boy and partly due to my experience uh, in youth group. In youth group, I looked up to my youth pastor, who was in a spiritual role, and someone who I thought I could trust. Over my sophomore and junior year, I was let down by this person more times uh, than I can tell you, and uh, my attitude began to change, along with my faith walk. My role model was not who I thought he was, and over time, I was made to feel in my mind that I made bad choices by uh, the actions of my youth pastor towards me on many youth trips. Um, and that affected me in many ways and had ripple effects, uh, through my decisions for many years. Looking back at that time now, I can see that, um, even our role models are human and still prone to a sin nature. Um, and there's only one in this life that will know, that won't let you down. It's God. And, uh. But at that time, you couldn't tell me that, and I didn't didn't realize that you know you think you see a youth pastor, you see somebody in a godly role, and you expect them to live up to that. And when that person makes you feel a certain way, it can affect you in your teenage years. Um, during that time, I started slowly going away from the Lord. Um, I was dating a. a This boy who I thought I could change, thanks to the gift of mercy. We dated off and on for parts of my freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior years of high school. Um, During my senior years of high school, I spent too much time with him and started making bad choices. Um, My heart was broken when he cheated on me. Um, And it changed me also in ways, uh, changed my relationships. I had trust issues. Um, and didn't want to allow anybody else to get close um, because he broke my heart. Uh, The spiritual gift of mercy can be amazing, but it also led me to bad boy after bad boy, thinking I could change them. Um, In the end, I only got dragged down further. During this time, I went away from the church and stopped attending. I remember trying to have quiet times, um, and they were quickly stopped um, as soon as they were started. Without having a church family or small group to be a part of, I had no one to help foster my relationship with God. And um, through the years, I've realized how important that is. Um, Throughout this time, my mother faithfully prayed for me and my choices, um, and that my choices would bring me back to Christ. And as it turns out, so did my in-laws. They were praying for me for many years also through praying for their husband's spouse. Through Through their prayers and many years of maturity, I came to a point 
where I was tired of running without getting anywhere, and I slowly made my way back to the church. Um, at a wedding, uh, Natalie Deliberto's wedding, uh, to be exact, I'm, my husband and I reconnected. We grew up at TBC in the youth group, um, and we're friends, and I always had a crush on him. It turns out that that crush never went away. When we met at the wedding, we spoke for a long time, and in, within three months, we had gone on our first date. Uh, the night of our first date was actually the last night I ever spoke to that boy who cheated on me in high school. Um, we'd never lost contact, and for some reason, that night when we talked on the phone after um, afterwards, uh, I asked all the hard questions, and I made the decision to be done, to be done with him, and uh, that he was never going to change. Uh, during... Uh, the pretty early stages of my relationship with Nate, I could tell things were different. He was a different different type of guy, and he, um, he, our relationship made me feel like I had finally found home, kind of a place where I knew I wanted to be. Um, we got married two weeks shy of dating for a year, um, and have now been married for 11 years. We have three children, uh, Landon, who's age eight, Elizabeth, age four, and Susanna, age two. Uh, during our first year of marriage, I had a lot of baggage from the past choices that I had made, and I had to deal with all of that with Nate. Um, and we moved through these issues together and became stronger in the process. Uh, after we'd been married for a year and a half, we decided it was time to start a family. I had always had issues with my period being irregular since I was in eighth grade. Once I got on birth control, I had regular cycles every month. The doctor said everything was fine. Once I gained weight, I would have regular cycles. So in college, after college, um, I was living in Kansas City, and I decided I'll get off the pill. I've gained weight. I'll have regular periods. Um, after eight months of not having a period, I went to see an OBGYN in Kansas City where I was living, um, and he ran a bunch of blood tests, ran, had an ultrasound of my ovaries. The office called me, told me everything was fine, and I could get back on birth control. That was all they told me. So when we decided to have a baby, I got all those records, brought them to my first appointment with Dr. Gleason, and um, he looked at all those records and said, looks like you have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Let's get you on some pills. And I'm like, polycystic ovarian syndrome? What's that? And he explained it, that it is where your ovaries make the eggs, and instead of releasing it, it becomes a sack of fluid. So you don't have a period every month. Um, the only treatment for it really is birth control, and if you want to get pregnant, a lot of times you have to be on some type of pill. So he started us on Clomid right away. Third month into it, I was pregnant. Um, it was a very uneventful pregnancy. Everything went well. And, uh, the only thing that was eventful was he came three and a half weeks early but he was a very healthy baby boy 
When he was around 15 months old, we decided to try again. And since the first time had been so simple, I thought, it's going to be simple again. We're going to get on the Clomid, get pregnant. Um, this also came after not being on birth control the whole time I was breastfeeding him, which was 10 months. And I think I had one period in that time. So um, my body never really knew what to do. So five months into the Clomid this time, um, it includes taking pills for five days, drawing your progesterone levels, see if you've ovulated, knowing everything. It's, you know way too much about the fertility process when you are going through infertility. Um, so five months in, we got pregnant at the 10 week, uh, sorry, at the 10 week appointment. Um, I went by myself. Um, my husband had an appointment, so I went by myself and found out that I had miscarried. Uh, the baby, the sack measured six weeks and I was 10 weeks along. They asked me if I knew my dates for sure. And I said, yes, I know my dates for sure. I'm always on pills. I know when I got pregnant. So at that time, I decided to have a DNC, uh, the procedure to help me get rid of the placenta. And uh, after that, I went home to my little baby boy, uh, who was almost two by that point. Um, after three months, we were able to start trying again. I got back on Clomid and went through month after month after month with no, no positives, no positive pregnancy tests, no nothing. Uh, my due date came. My cousin in North Carolina had her twin babies on my due date. Um, they were seven weeks early, a boy and a girl. I remember at that point I was very angry at God. Not because she had these babies, but because I wasn't pregnant still. And these babies were born on my due date, and I just month after month after month of trying. And this had been from June until October. Uh, so through some counseling, some Christian counseling, uh, I found some... I found a place where I could find joy again. Um, so in January, a year and a half after starting trying to have another baby, we went to see a fertility specialist in Kansas City at Shawnee Mission Medical Center, Dr. Stewart. Uh, he was an amazing doctor. Um, he went through the fertility issues with us, told us every month you have nine month, you have a nine percent chance of the egg meeting the semen, everything matching up perfectly, everything. You're like, wow, 9%. How do some people make it seem like they have 96% chance of getting pregnant every month? <laughs> so, you know, there's total opposites. I mean, some people get pregnant really easily. I was on the opposite. Um, but as we know, God's timing is not our timing. And um, we saw that multiple times throughout this journey. Um, after the meeting, Dr. Stewart, we decided to do, um, IUI, um, procedure, which is an interuterine insemination. Um, short story, you take 
the same pills as before. Um, you go have an ultrasound to make sure that you've got an egg that's developed far enough to be released. Um, and then you get a trigger shot to release the egg. They go, your husband gives a sample, they wash it, they put it in you halfway up. <laughs> so this, um, they said it can take two to four cycles of this. After two cycles, um, Nate and I got tired of it and we just said, we're done. It's been a year and a half to almost two years of trying and we just got very discouraged. Um, during this time, I continued to take pills and in July, I actually got pregnant and had a five week um, a long miscarriage. That week, I found out the same week that I found out I was pregnant that I miscarried. So it was tough, but not as tough as the 10 week miscarriage was. Um, at that time, we went back up to see Dr. Stewart, and he said, let's get you back on Clomid. Let's, right now, we won't wait the three months that they tell you, because you're most fertile after a miscarriage. So after two years of trying and two more IUIs, found out I was pregnant. Um, I had a hard time believing uh, that I was pregnant after the 10-week miscarriage I just didn't want to get my heart set on it. Um, I was very upset, um, very upset the first time, and I didn't want to go through that again. So um, during that time, though, Nate and I did grow closer in our relationship with, with each other and with God. We learned to rely more on him, and our faith was refined by fire. Um, we... As, we, as I hit more of the milestones of the pregnancy, it became real. And then um, we finally had a baby, healthy baby girl two weeks early. And now, then we ended up with an, a third. Um, after two years of trying, we ended up with a third, first month of trying. And funny how God works those things. Um, but through that time, I can now look back and see how God used that to refine my life, to make me stronger in my faith. And um, through the pain, uh, I, I learned that we all have struggles in this life. Every single one of us. They all look different, but they're all just as difficult to go through. And if I had not gone through that, I would have never realized that. And even though I work in oncology and I see people going through struggles, you think, oh, well, they have, <laughs> they've got cancer. They're fighting for their life. And mine's just infertility. But it still is a struggle. And God is still refining us through that. So through... Through all these things, two of the two big things that I've learned were that we're all human and prone to us in nature. So even though we may have role models, we should always know that God is the only one who will always be there and be constant. And that God sometimes has us go through fire to help refine us into someone who can be used by him in ways that we could never imagine. Thank you.